Hello again and welcome to your USCCA member-only content. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine, and I am joined once again by Tom Grieve, noted criminal defense attorney and former state prosecutor. And we are breaking down all of the elements of a defensive gun use, the aftermath of that. And Tom, we're to the point now, what happens if we go to trial? We've been putting these into five-minute segments, so I'm going to give you five minutes to talk to us about what happens if this case finally gets to trial. You're on the clock. Let's go. Okay. Trial. Okay. Statistically, in every movie, it ends in a trial. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, in real life, usually only between, and it varies from place to place, but usually only about one to maybe 4% of cases end in trial. Mm -hmm. All right. So just generically speaking, uh, there's, a, there's not a great chance of your case going to trial. That does not mean that your case will not be litigated, just very briefly. Uh, if your attorney is fighting your case, there's a really good chance that they're going to be using motions. This would ordinarily happen, in most cases, in advance of trial. That's where, unlike at a trial where we are arguing facts to either a jury or a judge, uh, we are instead arguing law typically to a judge alone. Mm -hmm. So that's where there was the legality of the stop, the legality of the arrest, the legality of processing evidence, the legality of the interrogation. That's where we're talking about your rights under the Constitution. Okay, That's also where we are shaping what evidence is going to be allowed at trial. So what is that trial going to look like? Are they allowed to ask you these sorts of questions? Are you allowed as the defendant or as a defense attorney, are you going to be allowed to talk about how many times uh, the attacker was convicted of a crime? Because that may not come in or their mm -hmm. reputation within the community as a, as a bad seed. Okay, yeah. That does not automatically just come in. These are all motions, which is framing the evidence in advance of trial. Okay. Um, the trial itself, depending upon how many witnesses there may be, it's it will typically take place uh, in a case like this, usually at least six months after the event. More commonly, we're talking about 10 months, maybe even 18 months after the event. So you, you've, you've been out on bail, you've been out on bail. If you've been in custody, you've been in custody during that mm -hmm. time. Uh, the trial itself, as I was starting to say, depending upon how many witnesses, um, how many experts, basically what's the anticipated length of the trial, um, you're, you might be talking anywhere from on the extreme short end, two to three days, on the extreme long end, I mean, weeks, as we have seen. Um, but I'd say, in, you know, in kind of a common perspective, we're, you're, you're, you're talking probably, you know, four to six days, four to five days. Now, does the court set aside this time or does the trial just keep going until everyone says they're done? So typically, a skilled defense attorney and prosecutor, as well as a judge, they're going to take a look at the witness lists and they're going to have a pretty good idea as to, okay, well, this officer, these four officers are really only going to come in they're going to be 15 minutes. They're going to say who they are, where they were, and yeah, I picked up the firearm and I'm part of the chain of evidence and then I handed it to that officer over there. So you'll you'll kind of have typically a good idea as to how long this is going to be and those the parties should be informing the judge in advance, judge, we think this will be a five-day trial or something mm -hmm. like that because the judge will also be discussing that with the prospective jurors during voir dire, which is the early part of the trial where you select a jury. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I want to go back a little bit to the motions hearings and things that you were talking about. This clearly does not happen in the 54 minutes of a TV show. Um, no. we're, we're looking at motions hearing and then how much time in between all of these different elements of the trial 
do you have to wait before you find out what's happening next? Motions will typically be filed, I mean, as soon as the ver your very first court date, your initial appearance, although that is exceedingly rare. More common, they take place after the defense has had the opportunity to review and digest and discuss all the evidence, and then they come forward with oftentimes negotiations with the prosecutors to see if there's a way that they can agree upon things without bringing it to court. But otherwise, they will file it in advance of a trial, but after they've received the discovery. And again, there's exceptions to everything that I'm saying here, mm -hmm. everything I'm saying. Um, so you may have motions that will take a year mm -hmm. in, in big felony cases uh, or even longer. Um, but typically, you know, we file our brief, they file their counter brief, we file a response, and then you have a a court date or two to argue it out and take evidence of witnesses. Mm -hmm. And what do you do during that time? You, you know, here you are thinking you're the good guy. You've been right. involved in a defensive shooting. You tried to protect your family and now you're caught up in this legal quagmire. Right. And like you said, it might, it might take a year. What do you do in that time? Well, hopefully you have a way of financing your defense, um, which you know, as, a, as an attorney, you could poke fun at me for bringing that up, but that's, yeah. a, that's a very real, very important part of the process here, is you want to be able to find the best defense attorney that you can, and you want to make sure that, that they are working for you, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so if you're constantly coming and saying, I don't have any money or anything like that, look, if they're a good defense attorney, they should be professional about it and still put their best foot forward. Um, but let's eliminate all that doubt, okay? Mm -hmm. um, what you're doing is hopefully you're eating well, you're sleeping well, you're drinking lots of fluids, and you're you're trying to restore as much normalcy you can in a non-normal world for you. And am I to assume, are we correctly assuming, that if, uh, if you are released on conditions of bail, those conditions apply all through the trial? So you might be on these bail conditions for an entire year or more. Absolutely. Yeah, you're going to be facing all of those sorts of uh, little processes along the way. Our timer has counted down. I wasn't paying close attention there, Tom. Uh, we've covered it basically in five minutes. Um, certainly, a five-minute review of what might happen in a trial is certainly just going to touch right. on, the, on the, the surface of this. But is there anything that we missed that people need to know that, you know, in, in the next 30 seconds or so, you would tell them to remember if this happens, you know, do this or have an attorney or something like that? Every bit of your life is going to be dissected for however long your case lasts. And you can make that better or worse as your case is is going on in court. Mm -hmm. You can make it better by resting and contributing positively with your defense attorney, by choosing the best defense attorney that you can, and prior to all that, getting the best education and training that you can to stack the deck and the cards as much as possible in your favor. Or you can make it worse by drinking, by making bad life decisions, piling up those bail jumping charges as we've previously talked about in other videos, yep. and just turning your, your defense attorney's life into a hell upon your case and probably sending yourself to prison. Yeah, we're, uh, we're looking at the aftermath of this, you know, three to five second gunfight. And this is carrying on now, you know, as you said, up to and maybe more than a year. So it's something right. that people need to plan. Folks, I want to remind you again that this is not legal advice. This is just telling you what's going to happen, giving you the information on all of the elements of what happens before, during, and after a defensive gun use. It's up to you to be a responsibly armed citizen, to understand your local laws and the jurisdiction where you are living and where you are working and what you're doing. This is you making a plan. You need to do this before something happens, before all of this unfolds in front of you. I'm Kevin Michalowski, editor of Concealed Carry Magazine. Thanks again to Tom Grieve. This has been your member-only content, a special service we provide to our USCCA members. Thank you for watching.